this is Connections Radio Show, and we're shaking it up with Prince this week, celebrating Prince as well as art. Uh, this is part two. Thank you for staying with us. If you've heard part one, you heard about the St. Paul Art Crawl with some fabulous artists, and we're going to continue with more fabulous artists. And as many of you know, both AM 950 and the Connections Radio Show is a district sponsor. And it's our way of joining in to help spark imaginations. We believe that art has the power to change our world. Art transforms now more than ever, and our world is in need of transformation. But the district sponsor also fulfills a dream of both Chad uh, Larson, who's our president and mine. Um, We get to pick art that moves us as being a district sponsor. We get to be curators, uh, and that's been really a very special experience. And we wanted to thank uh, the St. Paul Art Crawl for allowing us to do that and being able to select the art that that moves us and uh, being able then also to have a voice with the artists and sharing about their experiences and what it means uh, to share the work that you do, especially in community. It's really a community adventure in the St. Paul Art Crawl. Over 350 artists 34 locations, and it spreads all over St. Paul. Now, there is no way that you can go and see all of the art. But what I encourage you to do is think about what you may want to go do. Maybe you want to go be playful and see lots of different types of arts in different regions, or maybe you want to see specific painting. You can look up painters, go on a mission and a treasure hunt to find the painters that you want to see. You'll you'll find that information at St. Paul Art Crawl. Org. You also will see around the Twin Cities, uh, for those of you who are doing Facebook, uh, we're at Facebook Live, there is a cool map that has all the locations that you can get to. I also want to mention that the Metro Transit is giving free passes. So, hey, don't even have to worry about parking. You can take your Metro Transit all around on Saturday and Sunday. There's also a very lovely catalog. And the catalog gives pictures. It's really almost a piece that you'd want to have on your coffee table. Um, with their, Thank you, my able assistant, Tim. <laughs> if you're looking at Facebook Live, we've got a beautiful catalog as well. But for today, uh, I've got artists that come and talk, that are going to come and talk to us about the art that they do, why they do it, um, what they're looking forward to in having the art crawl, and share a little bit about who they are. So first, I'm going to introduce everyone. And I'm going to start with Liz Lang, who is a painter. Welcome, Liz. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And where is your location? So I'm going to be showing at the Carlton Artist Lofts. Terrific. I'm going to go next to Tim. Tim Wick. Hi, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Tim is a performance artist, and he is the artistic director for Fearless Comedy Productions, and you'll be supporting the art crawl this year. That's right. We're going to be leading an art tour in the Raymond Station District. With a little bit of a comic twist. Well, that's what I'm we do. assuming. That's, that's, that's kind of our thing. It's right in the name. There you go. There you go. And you'll be fearless uh, right in the name. With Definitely not afraid of walking. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Brenda. Brenda, now help me with, uh, with your last name. Brusso. Brusso. Uh, Brenda is the artistic, uh, is an artist as well as a director, a co director for the St. Paul Art Crawl. That's correct. Thanks for having us here, Lori. Absolutely. And you're going to be leading some of the tours, too, I hear. Uh, no. You're just going to be hanging out with the tour? Um, I'm going to go on a tour. I hear at the end so there's I a can... beer. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to get the beer. She's, she's responsible for the beer. She, <laughs> has, she has promised me that. Oh, yes. good. Good, good, good. And we have Emily. Emily Gray Kohler. Yes. Emily, you are a printmaker. Yes, um, I am a guest artist at Josephine Geiger's studio over on the east side, so excited to participate this year. And I'm so glad that you're here as well. And I also have Caroline Mecklen. Glad to be here. And Caroline's from the Two Harbors Once Upon a Time. Yes, absolutely. And do figure work with your painting. I do, and I'm part of the Lower Town Underground artists who are literally underground. It's one of the newest gallery spaces, um, and it's in the Northern Warehouse building in Lower Town. Terrific. Well, we're going to give a chance of each of the artists to have a segment, a spotlight. And I want to start with Liz. Yay. <laughs> Liz, um, I like, I'm, I thoroughly am uh, appreciative and delighted that Liz is joining us. A few years back, uh, we got to curate 
decorate uh, the district that Liz lives within, and we picked her art. Both Chad and I just loved it. So it's fun to get to know you and have you be part of our show. Thank, thank you so much. I'm now, the, the, piece, the piece that we fell in love with was very geometrical. Yes. And then I found out today the story behind it. So tell me again. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, so my husband and I were living in Colorado, and we decided to leave our full-time jobs and make art for four months. And so we moved back to my small little hometown in western Nebraska, and we did just that. And while out there, I was influenced by um, powered parachutes because my father used to fly parachutes. And so that's what that series was based upon. You know, it was very magical. It felt um, we paired it with some rural pieces as well. So it was fun to find out that you really were out in nature and and to find out it was a parachute. I just thought it was like almost a a windmill or something, but it felt like it was very earthy. Even though your work has a lot of pastels and pinks and blues, there was something that drew me to nature with it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very much inspired by the landscape and G geographical identity is a really strong undertone in I, my work. Identity. I went to your website. Yes. Identity is key. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about the work you're doing now. Um, so currently I am exploring plants. Um, I started this project. I uh, do a lot of work in my sketchbook and I call it the Liz Lang sketchbook project. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's a good sp- spot to, to find me. Um, but I explore plants and I started that um, back in October as a way to get myself through a miserable <laughs> Minnesota winter. And, and you're still sketching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me that we would still be in it. Um, so that's kind of the catalyst of the current body of work that I, that I, that I will be uh, showing at the Art Crawl. One of the, quest- one of the statements as I looked at through yeah. your work was exploring reality and mm-hmm. exploring our relationship to that reality and our identity. Yes. Um, one piece that just spoke to me was this, you know, I think of beautiful pink flowers in a blue sky, and you reversed it. You created these gorgeous blue flowers with this bright pink sky yeah. that just sort of um, helped me go through like Alice in Wonderland almost experience of looking at your expressions with counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a great description. I'm definitely exploring things all whimsical right now with my work and really thinking about color and how you can translate color in different different aspects. And then so. create surprise. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is there a piece that really moves you that, that as you've been sketching, you come back to... Uh, um, I think that theme of just the way that, you know, naturally pink and green kind of are married together. Mm-hmm. And so just exploring that relationship. Which is interesting because the piece that we picked had a lot of those pinks and greens. Yes. It just feels like that almost, it popped out of the the kaleidoscope uh, <laughs> yeah. and then moved over to the sketchbook. Yeah, absolutely. So you have some fun things happening at your your building. We Tell do. us about the stuff that's going on there. Yeah, we're super excited this year um, or this spring. We have a couple of themed events happening. So Friday night, we're doing a date night. Um, tell so me we about have, what that is. Yeah, so we have a five-course tasting menu. It's a chef table. I was um, kind of hoping food was going to yes, be part of this. Yes. <laughs> and so we're still, I, I believe there's two to three seats left. Um, they're $20 prepaid. So you can go to our website to find out that information, which is going to be the Carlton Artist Lofts Art Crawl. And that's Friday? Yes, Friday okay. night. And then on Sunday, we're actually doing a children's theme day. And so today, we're our, um, and everyone's invited, actually, to come to the Carlton today, but we're going to be building a magpie garden <laughs> between our buildings. <laughs> okay, and so you got to tell, what is a mad pie? Mag. Oh, ma- okay. magpie. Like, I had this, like, mad <laughs> pie. I had, yeah. like, cherries, <laughs> angry. <laughs> there we go. Magpie. Got yes, it. a got magpie it. garden. Mm-hmm. And um, so essentially, on Sunday, we're going to be doing a tea party in our magpie garden. So today, the weather, we were supposed to build it last weekend, but we all know what last weekend was like. So we're actually doing that today until 5 o'clock. One of the things that we've talked about in the first show was how important it is for the whole family yes. to get involved. Um, you like having kids come to see your shows. Absolutely. We love we love having children being and there. One of the things that I think is important in bringing children to art shows is to get them at an early age understanding that if they have an inspiration, they can have a role model. But also, if they want to purchase something, I mean, I really love taking children's to art shows and then encouraging them to pick something that they can take home. Um, my parents did that for me. I started going to art shows, I think, when I was like three or four years old. And they were very good about, you know, you need to invest in art. 
because when you invest in art, you're investing in the artists in our community. And that's one of the reasons that I feel very strongly that not only should we go to have fun, and there's lots of fun things to do and see the wonderful art, but it's also a responsibility to keep our artists here is to invest in the art that they do. And there's so many different price points. Um, there's art that is affordable for children to have, and they will tre treasure it and remember their experience. Yeah, and that's another thing. Thank you for bringing that up. We're actually doing a make and take event, too, on Saturday where um, the ch children can come in and make May Day flowers. Oh, so that'll be something fun for them to take away. Well, I wanted to make sure I told the audience in the first hour, and if you're just joining us now, uh, this is a two-hour show all about art, and I'm having a great time. Uh, the way to go to look at all of the cool things that are happening is to go to stpaulartcrawl.org. Um, there is a map that you'll see around the Twin Cities. And um, there's going to be a variety of things happening. I want to mention all the different districts while we have a chance at the end of the segment. You've got Lower Town. You've got Downtown. You've got West Side. You've got West 7th. You've got Cathedral Hill. You've got Merriam Park. You've got Midway. You've got Raymond Station. You've got South Como. You've got East Side. These are all great places to go. You're not going to be able to hit them all, but they're worth um, exploring. And some of the fun is just not knowing, you know, just going to someplace and then just exploring it too. So you don't have to prepare. I like to prepare. But you don't have to prepare because there's plenty of fun things to do. So in our next segment, we're going to be talking um, with Caroline about her art and her painting that she does and a little bit more about what's happening at, at, um, in her building uh, that, that we all should know about. So you're listening to Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, and we'll be right back after a few short announcements. We'll be listening for you, and we'll be waiting here. What's it all for? Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Being a dog is awesome, except when you really gotta go, but you're stuck inside. That's why I had my human called the Urban Dog. Daily walks, field trips, playgroups, one-on-one time, safe off-leash play, and pet sitting. I love being an Urban Dog. The Urban Dog works with your schedule and can create a plan that fits your needs. The Urban Dog. Exercise, explore, socialize. Let the journey begin. Call 651-231-6333. That's 651-231-6333. <laughs> Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime. Moe is serious about burgers, offering 20 fresh, never frozen varieties. Burger Moe's also offers delicious appetizers, soups, salads, as well as unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Not to mention more than 60 beers on tap and happy hours twice daily. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoe's.com. This is Bill McLeslie, owner of IP House in Minneapolis. Many businesses don't know their cloud server is unsupported until they actually need support. It takes only one bad experience in dealing with the big name providers to see why I started IP House. We provide support no matter which cloud you're on, theirs or ours. Our staff is located right here in the Twin Cities and is on call 24 hours a day. And if you don't want the cloud, we can help you there too. Call us, 612-337-6337. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 350 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. 
Be sure to get details at thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. That's thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. about art because we've got the art crawl the St. Paul art crawl coming up next weekend April 26th 27th 28th check it out stpaulartcrawl.org for all the crazy fun things to do um, and we have some wonderful artists that are here today to talk about the St. Paul art crawl we have and I'm going to reintroduce just in case you've just joined us we had Liz Lang talk to us about her art in the first segment welcome Liz thank you thank you for all the wonderful paintings that you do Thank you. <laughs> and we've got Caroline Mecklen, who's also a painter. Thank you for, for having us here. Absolutely. Caroline, we're going to be featuring your art during this segment. And the next segment, Emily Gray Kohler will be talking about her printmaking. Thank you. And then in our last segment, we're going to be celebrating districts and district tours and what it means to run the St. Paul Art Crawl. I have, oh, Brenda looks at me like, oh, really? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Yes, surprise. Yes, we are, Brenda Brasso. <laughs> Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. And Tim Wick. Tim I, I am unsurprised. <laughs> <laughs> but but Tim has a comic touch. Uh, he is the artistic director of the fearless comedy productions that is supporting the art crawl this year. That's what we're doing. Yes, carrying can... it on our shoulders. Well, <laughs> four thirty fourths of it. Oh, there we go. You're going to be giving some district tours and letting folks know some of the ways to think about checking out the art. Yes, that is that is the plan. <laughs> And that's going to take place on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday at 1 o'clock from 1 to 3.30-ish. And that's at the Raymond area? Right. Raymond Station? Raymond Station. That district. Terrific. So I'm going to come back to you now, my friend Caroline. You've been on our show before, so I'm glad to have you come back. Thank you. You do lovely um, figurative work. Yes. And you've got this gorgeous flamenco dancer that I've noticed lately. Yes. Red yeah. and black and bold and large. Sexy. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. That yes. was the intent. Yes. She's got kind of a power to her. Mm -hmm. So tell me about when you started as an artist, how you knew you were an artist. Well, I decided to be an artist when I was five years old. And so you could hardly say that I decided to be an artist. I think I always was. And that's where I noticed the recognition and being kind of a stubborn person. I, against all odds and, you know, no background of any sort, decided that that's who I was. So it's really not what I decided to do. It's who I am. And then just becoming that in the next 60 some years. Mm. Have you always liked painting or has there been other forms that you like as well? Well, you know, really, I've loved all different forms of art. I've done ceramics, and I have a printmaking, MFA in printmaking, um, but my printmaking kept getting more and more painterly. Um, and I, all, Everything has been on the basis of drawing. I do ceramics. I had a ceramics show, a collaboration with my daughter, Liz Pekacic, at the Northern Clay Center mm -hmm. this past year that was just really wonderful, where she made the pots, and then I did figures on the pots in ceramic medium, and that was really very successful, and I'd like to continue with that. So really, there, and I've done sculpture as an undergraduate at McAllister College. I was the um, bronze casting assistant and did bronze sculptures and helped doing the pores, which was kind of a woman power thing <laughs> at that time, way back when. So yeah, no, really, it's just, but there comes a point if you're going to be really serious that you have to kind of pick one thing, and then you have to focus if you're going to do something really well. And that's kind of, I, the figure has always been something that's been and people have always been central to me. So that's what I do now and have done for the pay me the past, for the most part, the past 30 years. Are you drawn to um, certain people that you want to create uh, on, on the canvas or what, how do you make your decisions of what, what figures you want to, to paint? You know, it's it's kind of interesting because people sometimes people think it's somebody who's interesting or somebody who's gorgeous. And really, I think that what I ask people, because I've done a lot of figure drawing and hired models and mm -hmm. various things, and I like working with people who have a, a presence and an awareness for their body in space because mm -hmm. the figure is all about body in space. And so it's hard to put a finger on it. It's one of those things that you recognize when you see it. It's like 
it's the kind of thing like, you know, people who if they just slouch in a chair, you say, oh, that's a great pose. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> Stay there. You know, instead of people who take on an air. And that's what makes dancing, the flamenco dancer in mm-hmm. particular, who's Tara Weather- Weatherly mm-hmm. of, of Sendaro Flamenco. And she was one of the subjects for a Minnesota State Arts Grant that I had that was about called the Shakers and Makers of um, Lower Town, which is people who are creating and are creating arts in Lower Town. And so I did portraits of people done from life drawings, and then I went back and did um, large portraits of each one um, in the, my studio, and that's where that came out of. Your pieces strike me as ones that have energy to them. I mean, it, it, I've seen figurative pieces that have a peaceful quality that, you know, just... But yours have something that vibrates, something that has an energy to them. Um, is there something that, that you're exploring, not just what they look like, but their energetic presence? I mean, it just seems to come through. You say that so well. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. It is true. And, and yes, and again, some of that is because I'm a visual person. I mean, I like to talk, and, and anybody who knows me knows that. But sometimes it's, it's hard to express the essence of something verbally and and it's hard to put into exact words because really when you have somebody who's looking at something the viewer Mm -hmm. they should feel it even if they shouldn't be able to put it in words and sometimes even for myself it's I would have a hard time putting it exactly into words and I could talk about it but really the proof is in the visual image itself and how you connect with it and how you connect with it yeah absolutely now you mentioned that you um did this as part of a grant. There's also a program that's taking place during the art crawl. Share with us about uh, that special event coming up. Well, thank you. Uh, the, the Minnesota State Arts Board, is, which is an, um, in Park Square Court at 400 Sibley, um, they are having a show that's going to be running from through the summer, but they're opening it and having an opening, which is open to all, on Friday night at 7 o'clock. And it's a, a story about immigrants or people who immigrants who have into the United States who have um, created art or who have um, artists who have done work about immigrants. And it's kind of specific. They took 10 years of the Minnesota State Art Grants, people who have won the visual individual artist grants. And if you did work during your grant that was about immigration, or if you were an immigrant, which of course you would have been an immigrant before and after you got the grant. <laughs> By the way. By the way. Um, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Just because you got the grant. Absolutely. But I was lucky enough to have done the, the, men- the, the, the got the grant that I did. And, and there's a, a fabulous person who helped to create Lower Town back in the 80s named Wei Ming Lu. And yes. he is an immigrant from China and he has written books about urban planning and he, he made art Lower Town what it is in, in, in that basis. And, and I did a lovely portrait in the same vein of the um, for that grant of Wei Ming, and so that's going to be featured that. And then the life drawing that I did from, the, that I created the portrait from as well. You know, during this time when immigration is such a hot political topic and it's so many challenges, so many heartbreaks uh, about not honoring um, our how our country was created and who we are as an immigrant people. Um, It's wonderful to hear that we are celebrating it in our art and celebrating it in the St. Paul Art Crawl. So thank you for being a part of that and letting us know about it because I think it's very important for us to celebrate uh, the multicultural part of our Minnesota. The Twin Cities are wildly and wonderfully multicultural. And, right. And, and if we forget that, we really for, will forget our soul. Yes. And maybe even lose it. And we don't want to do that. No. And with that, we're moving on to the next segment. Don't lose your soul and don't lose this show. Because we're going to be right back after okay. a few short announcements because we're going to hear about wonderful printmaking and, and flowers and gardens and all sorts of cool things. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a few short announcements. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and design jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. 
Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Finding the best foods the Twin Cities has to offer is easy with EatLocalMinnesota.com. Offering the top local and independently owned restaurants, EatLocalMinnesota.com has everything from burger joints to cocktails and fine dining. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club invites you to check out their beautiful facilities for your next special occasion. Book your wedding reception, retirement party, business dinner, or other special event with confidence, knowing their expert staff and award-winning chef will make it a big hit with your guests. Call today to get a quote, 763-571-9020. Lowry Hill Meats, located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis, are friends with their farmers. Relying on regionally sourced, clean, quality meats, they take pride in their aged beef, skin-on pork, house-made sausages, and air-dried poultry. Their house-made sandwiches should not be missed. Find them online at LowryHillMeats.com. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 on Monday mornings at 7.30. This Monday, I'll talk about Linda Brown, the Brown of what may be the most famous Supreme Court case of all time, Brown versus Board of Education. Linda died recently, giving us reason to pause about her legacy as an idealist and as a symbol of what's right about America. Tune in to learn more. I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. LE 2.0 on AM 950. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together, we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly sunny with a high near 56. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 34. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 60. And Sunday night, partly cloudy with a low around 39. Monday, a high of 66 and a low of 44. One myth about solar is that it's too expensive and you need a lot of money down. Truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for your solar, it might even put money away on a monthly basis. So visit allenergysolar.com and you can start saving today. We're still stuck on the soul question. <laughs> Do we have our soul? If you hadn't joined us, uh, this is your first join. We did leave on the last segment wondering if our soul would be intact, but art does renew the soul. Yes. And appreciating immigrants um, is a beautiful thing. So thank you for the work that you're doing, Caroline. Thank you. Uh, with celebrating immigrants and, and saving our souls for our multicultural, multi-art, uh, multi-celebration for communities. You're listening to Connections Radio Show, and I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I've got some wonderful artists. Uh, I just mentioned Caroline. Caroline Mecklen was telling us about her art in the last segment. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you. Oh, we're so glad you're here. Liz Lang, one of my picks when I curated <laughs> a few years back. Liz, loved your art. You Thank have you. a lot of fun environmental Yes. And yep. colorful, yep. spring vibrant. colors, vibrant colors. Yep. We have Tim Wick and Brenda Bresso. I support immigrants, and uh, <laughs> I sold my soul for a dollar five years ago. <laughs> wow, you sold it. Not too cheap, apparently. <laughs> I, I got what I felt it was worth. That's all I can say. And Tim's supporting the art crawl this year, doing district tours. And you'll, uh, you know, have the fun of surprise when he takes you on a district tour of the arts. Which is it? The Raymond Station. We will stay. Yeah, the Raymond Station. We're starting at the Carlton Lofts. Terrific. At one o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. Brenda. Hello. Co-director of the St. Paul Art Crawl. Pleasure working with you this year. This is Thank new you. for you. This is your first year. It is my first season. And yep. has it been a good one for you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Learned a lot. Well, a we lot. we have to thank Brenda for bringing us all these artists. She has been the coordinator. So if you've enjoyed, which I assume you have, because I certainly have, all the wonderful artists, thank you, Brenda, for arranging for all of these lovely people to join us today. You're welcome. And Emily, 
Emily Kohler, Emily Gray Kohler. <laughs> Emily is going to share with us about your printmaking, and I am deeply interested in your bugs. <laughs> tell, tell me about the bugs that you explore. So um, I'm a big gardener. I love to garden, get my hands in the dirt, have things grow, all of that. And um, I also am really fascinated by the mechanisms and the creatures that help our plants grow and that allow us to produce, you know, produce and beautiful flowers and all of that sort of thing. Um, and I have a lot of friends and family who, you know, occasionally they sort of have that feeling about the creepy crawly. And <laughs> so, I, I have friends that will call me to come down to their home to help get a spider out of the shower. Oh, yeah. That I, I have no problem with bugs, but I do have <laughs> friends that do have bug problems. Yeah. So um, this uh, newest series of work that I'm working on is uh, about, I call it my Garden Beasts series. Um, and it's all uh, uh, beneficial insects and arachnids uh, that we I have observed in my gardens. Um, and so it's sort of intended to kind of destigmatize them and celebrate them a little bit. Um, a lot of the work sort of have a portrait quality to them. So it's, you know, this close up of a bold jumping spider on the on the uh, post of my garden. So, you know, that sort of thing. Arachnids can be your friend. They can. So what drew you to the arachnids? Oh, spiders are fascinating. Well, and, and not all arachnids are, or not all spiders. Oh, how do I want to say this? There are other arachnids like uh, harvestmen, which are not technically spiders, that are also important in our garden. So that's the reason why I'm saying arachnids as opposed to specifically spiders. But spiders are an interesting case because they tend to, for the most part, sort of be the top predator in your garden. So they're the ones who are going to eat your aphids and they'll eat everything really that they can get their hands on. But um, they're an interesting little creature and they're also generally somewhat solitary. They sort of have this lone wolf thing going on. And they're fascinating little creatures. And they also can be quite beautiful. I have this vision of this arachnid howling at the moon. <laughs> this sort of lone wolf staying by its side. Although interestingly on that, I mean, not an arachnid, but there is um, lace wings, which are really beautiful. Their larvae are called aphid wolves. Ooh, I didn't even know it. I knew there was something that drew me to them. Now, some of these bugs are good for your garden and some of these bugs are not good for your garden. So well, do you have advocates for, like, the good garden bugs and, like, the villains for the bad <laughs> garden bugs? So I have mostly been, you know, portraying what we would call the beneficial insects. There we go. Um, which usually for us would mean the insects that help us to produce, you know, garden produce and flowers and so on and so forth, um, keep our plants healthy. However, you know, it is an ecosystem and those beneficial insects also need to eat the aphids. So the aphids kind of have to be there in a sense. but they're Sacrificial, helping. if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a sense. And then, you know, the other thing is, is there are a couple, uh, there are some bugs out there that sort of do dual duty. So as um, larvae, a lot of butterfly and, um, and moth larvae are actually predatory and they eat your kale and so on and so forth when they're in not, caterpillar stage. Not, not, not pleased. Not Love pleased, my kale. But then when they're adults, they, they pollinate your garden and your flowers and help oh. to, to create uh, more produce in your garden and more flowers. So there's sort of this sort of boat, two sides of the coin. Um, I have chosen to sort of represent them in a positive light, although I'm sure there's definitely some people out there who are like uh, uh, not a fan of the tomato yeah, worms. But took, took my tomatoes and my kale, but yeah, that's okay. They do produce, most of them become uh, sphinx moths, however, which are an important night pollinator. So anything, I just love the name. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question for you in terms of being drawn to this. You then create them in a print format. Yes. So I do mostly reduction woodcuts, mm -hmm. um, although I also use some other forms of printmaking like collagraph and dry point and so forth. But generally speaking, uh, reduction woodcuts is a uh, reductive process where you carve away from the block of wood the first layer, the lightest layer, print that on a sheet of paper, and then 
ink, then carve away what you just printed, and then ink the next layer, print oh. that, ink the next layer, print that. So in the end, you wind up essentially with a reduced black. All you have left is whatever that final layer was. So you won't you won't do multiple pieces. There are multiples, but it has to start out with however many I start with. It's and finite then, from that. So you once you're done with that finite number, mm-hmm. the that's the it. Block's gone. Mm-hmm. In print shop lingo, they're called suicide prints. Oh, no. <laughs> suicide prints of the aphids. There's, it's almost like a Batman movie. <laughs> Speaking of your soul, exactly. Why not exactly? It's all together. You know, I, I also wanted to mention that you did this great um, sharing with us earlier about sort of the equal rights among these bugs. That you know, bumblebees and honeybees and butterflies get a lot of the tension in the garden. But you're kind of in there for making sure that the little bugs that people may shy away from. Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, obviously bees are really important yes. and uh, all of all of those sorts of pollinators. But I, you know, there's been a l- big movement towards recognizing our native pollinators, specifically our native bees. Um, if you don't know, honeybees are actually not native. Um, and so looking at bumblebees, looking at some of our native sweat bees, the little green, metallic green bees that you might see around your garden. Um, I didn't know there was a name for those. Yeah, it's a really, really large group of, of insects. Um, and they're and, different from gnats. Oh, yes. They're okay. actually bees. Okay. Um, they kind of look like little green, uh, maybe like flying ants. Okay. <laughs> but it, and sometimes they're so tiny, they're really hard to see. But they are really important pollinators, especially for little tiny flowers. They can get right inside the flower and get lots of pollen all over there. So have you always been... Um, Engaged in looking at the environment as well as being uh, passionate about the arts? Yeah, so my work has mostly dealt with um, environmental processes um, and uh, conservation and nature in general. I also do some, you know, like landscape pieces that are just beautiful nature type thing. Um, But about oh, two years ago, I got a Minnesota State Arts Board grant that looked at invasive plants, actually. So this uh, new bee bug series is actually like after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the invasive plant series was looking at um, our relationship to those plants and sort of the plants are basically doing what they were meant to do in nature. They're surviving. They're the fittest in this particular environment. And we, the humans, are the ones who've sort of put them in the position to be more fit than our native counterparts. Invasive. There's a, a couple trees that I know that are invasive that, that my husband goes crazy when he sees them um, and, and wants them gone. Yeah. Is your position to help rid them or at least find containment for them? I think that it's a little unrealistic to think we can rid um, uh, areas of certain – some plants where we have caught it fast enough, we can mm-hmm. we can get ahead of the game. But things like purple loosestrife, that, that we're living with that for – ever now. I mean, it's been here for about 20, 200 years, and it's um, marched across the country from the East Coast. It's now in Washington State. So, you know, we're slowly doing some things, and there's some beetles that we've introduced that might actually eat them. And, and it's so there are things we can do that can make it less of a monoculture, but we're probably never going to completely eliminate it. So I, I'm a fan of the idea of being realistic about what we can do, but I also think this is as much about education for us as gardeners as well, because we're often the first to say, oh, that's a beautiful flower I wanted in my garden. And we have, over time, as gardeners, often been the culprit of bringing some uh, invasive plants into our communities. And and missing the prairie. You know, Mm -hmm. for a long time, I think folks, uh, when I grew up, the prairie was considered weeds. Mm -hmm. And I adore the prairie. I mean, there's just beautiful, beautiful pieces that are coming back now. But you have to be thoughtful. And you need to have education, like what you're providing through your art. And I always love when there's a connection between art and science or art and the environment um, that helps us look at things in a new way and helps us understand in a new way. So I love your close-up and personal bugs. Thank you. (laughs) So tell me about, uh, I hear there's an event happening at the studio that you're going to be at? Yeah, so I'm a guest artist. Um, My personal studio is actually up in White Bear Lake. I have a public studio up there. But I'm a guest artist of Josephine Geiger um, over on the east side for the St. Paul Art Crawl. And 
uh, Josie is going to be doing a event on Saturday at 12 p.m. It's a mini class of fused glass. It's $30 if you want. Um, and then also on Saturday at 1 and Sunday at 2, um, Lynn Wood, who's a potter we're going to have uh, at the space, will be doing textured pottery demonstrations as well. Now, how long have you been um, doing your artwork at the Geiger? Uh, I've been showing with uh, Josie uh, for Art Crawl, um, uh, I think three years now, mm -hmm. um, uh, for the Spring Crawl. And um, yeah. It's a little smaller location. It is. It's above, uh, Josie uh, is a former architect, actually, and she built her studio above her garage. Um, and so you, depending on which side you come from, you'll actually walk through her gardens, if there are any at this time, you know, with our late, <laughs> late spring. Um, and you'll walk through her gardens and um, visit her uh, uh, studio space. And there's, uh, I think, uh Four, five artists, um, including Josie, um, at that location. So it's kind of an intimate little space, but it's a great opportunity to be able to speak to each of us and be um, uh, close. And also, it's sort of a breathing room space from the you know kind of yeah. bigger spaces where it's hard to see everything. And I want to keep making sure folks know that we really encourage you to ask questions of the artists. Um, this, Absolutely. This is a great way to kick it off by having a conversation here on AM 950 Radio, but you can do the same thing. Um, ask artists what their process is. Ask them what they want to be asked. Ask them what kind of good questions are there to ask. Uh, but go see uh, the, the St. Paul Art Crawl. And for more information on that, it's the thestpaulartcrawl.org. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. And I'm Rachel Shamblot. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. This is Bill McLeslie, owner of IP House in Minneapolis. I started IP House with the mission of making technology simple again. Over the last 10 years, my team has helped hundreds of businesses with their technology. We provide on-site support and technical strategy for businesses just like yours. If your technology has you feeling on edge, call us. We take the mystery out of technology and make things simple again. IP House, supporting businesses just like yours every day. 612-337-6337. At Warner Stellion, we love appliances and our customers. They demand the best, and we wouldn't have it any other way. In appreciation, we put hundreds of appliances on sale at our lowest price, which we guarantee. Now through April 30th, choose from laundry pairs, dishwashers, French door refrigerators, grills, and more kitchen suites than you can count, all at our guaranteed lowest price. Our trusted delivery and installation specialists will get your appliances delivered and installed fast and right. We're Warner Stellion, Minnesota's appliance specialists. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 350 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at thestatepaulartcrawl.org. That's thestatepaulartcrawl.org. 
Oh, we're back. We're back and we're celebrating Prince. We're celebrating the St. Paul Art Crawl. We're celebrating our soul. Um, if you've missed it, we've been exploring the soulful reasons for celebrating art. And you could also save your soul by going next week to the St. Paul Art Crawl, which is April 26th, 27th, 28th. This is the end of two hours of celebrating art. I can't think of anything more wonderful uh, than to be able to celebrate art with great artists. So thank you for everyone who's here today. And I'm going to introduce you to the audience in case you've just tuned in. Uh, we're going to start with Caroline Mecklen. Hi. Hi. She's a great painter. She's got her stuff... Um, at which gallery again? The Lower Town Underground Artist Gallery below the, um, it's in the Northern Warehouse building. Terrific. In the lower level, which we prefer to call the underground. Go to the underground. And you also have another piece that's up uh, about immigrants. I do, and that's um, at the Minnesota State Arts Board at Park Square Court, uh, 400 Sibley. And the opening, which is open to the public, is 7 o'clock on Friday. It's called Journeys Here. Terrific. And that's at the Park Square Theater? No, Park Square Court. Court, okay. Near the Park Square Theater, probably. Right, 400 Sibley. Yep, yep. Um, and we have got Liz Lang, an artist, a painter. Good morning. <laughs> who was featured on a catalog that we got to pick when we were doing the St. Paul Art Crawl as sponsors. There are books out there. There's catalogs out there to look for, to see all of the great art. And I'm going to, if for those of you who are on Facebook Live, you can see it now. Gorgeous green with all kinds of paintings that you can look up um, the artist or you can look up the art form or you can look up the district. Uh, very cool stuff. So, Liz, thank you for being here and sharing you. about your art. We also have Emily. Emily, who has shared with us about bugs. Emily Gray Kohler. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks thank you. for having me. And thank you for sharing about the suicide print. <laughs> and in case you don't know, that's a special type of uh, print. Woodcut. Woodcut that you do. Yes. That destroys the woodcut by the end. Yes, it does. But, you know, then the prints are even more precious because that's it. That's they all are. there is. Absolutely finite. And and they're great pictures of, I not only like your bugs, but I have to admit, I also like your birches. Your birches are <laughs> Thank very you. lovely. Thank uh, you. And well worth uh, going to your location. You're at the Geiger. Yep. I'm at Josephine Geiger's studio over on the east side. Uh, please go see her art. It's And then ask her about the stuff that we've been talking about, about bugs and woods and environment. And she's very knowledgeable for both our environment as well as um, making art. So thank you. Thank you. And now we're going to feature during this segment all about the fun district tours. Fun district tours. <laughs> Tim Wick, Hi. you are the artistic director of the Fearless Comedy Productions. Sort of more like a ringmaster, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll call that it works. artistic director. So this is new for you. You're, you're jumping in and joining the fun. Yeah, well, that's how Fearless Comedy works. Uh, somebody says, hey, I've got this idea. Do you want to do this? And I say yes. And then I go to the company and say, all right, I just said we're going to do this. Who wants to? <laughs> and um, it, the great thing about Fearless is somebody always says, sure, me. I'll give it a shot. Terrific. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're going to lead a district tour of the, the Raymond Station District. Well, a little history on this. Brenda and I had gotten together to talk about you know who was going to be on the show and a little bit about AM950. Brenda Brasso, who is the uh, co-director is joining us today, too. Hi, Brenda. Hello. And we were sitting in uh, the Black Dog Cafe, and they're like, oh, we really want someone to do a district tour. And boy, some of these things are pretty funny. I went, oh, I know. I know who we should ask. We should ask the Fearless Comedy Productions. Because they of... won't say no. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but also, I there's... appreciate that. But, the... but also, you live in St. Paul. I do. I, I was born in St. Paul. I've been in St. Paul for most of my life. So, so you have a heart for it. I love St. Paul. It's a wonderful city. So tell me about some of your plans. Well, we, uh, we, we are still formulating them because that's how we roll. But uh, our plan is to uh, do a tour between 1 and about 3.30. And uh, we're going to go to four locations in the Raymond Station District. It's, we're going to start at the Carlton Lofts. We're going to visit Liz. So that's going to be great. Then we're going to go to the Midway Triangle Building. We're going to go to the Dow Building. And we're going to end at uh, Vandalia Tower. Mm. And then we're going to go to a brewery. And uh, if you know anything about people in theater, that is the most important stop, <laughs> uh, much as we like art. Uh, so 
Uh, we plan to to just take some time as we walk to talk a little bit about the history of the buildings. Uh, we have some plans to do a little. I think uh, we're going to talk about some role playing. Uh, give uh, give our our performers an opportunity to ask uh, questions that artists don't want to hear and uh, perhaps provide answers that artists might want to provide. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm sure all the artists here can associate with questions like, so, so is this price negotiable? Uh, um, bra, uh, why is it this much? <laughs> or, uh, or how much does it cost to rent here? I mean, mm, you really don't need mm. to know that. Can I use your bathroom? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, there are, other, so, there, there are public bathrooms. Yeah, so so so, so we we just want to kind of give people an idea, uh, get get them into the life of an artist from the mm -hmm. perspective of an audience member. Yeah, I think and, it's really important to keep um, keep in mind you're going into someone's home, and they're they're inviting you as a guest. Well, that's a great privilege to be a guest. Uh, but you can also be a good guest by asking interesting questions that that you want that the art speaks to you. And if, if it speaks to you in weird ways, that's even better. You know, share, share what your reaction is. But also I think it'll be fun to have something like your group giving us permission to go in because sometimes there's some fear in going in even to the, the studios. Yeah, I think uh, it's just a natural thing with, with human beings that when you uh, walk into a stranger's space – it's hard to talk to that stranger. Uh, and I, I know some of the artists. I, I now know these three lovely women in the room, but I know uh, the, a few of the artists on the, on the walking tour. We're going to be visiting with Kevin Caulfield. He has a shop out at the Renaissance Festival. I've worked out at the Renaissance Festival for 33 years. So, uh, and, and I know Kevin quite well. Uh, also, I saw uh, Delane and James are in the hallway at the the Dow building? Any, or no, they're at the Carlton Lofts. Um, so we, there are some people that we know along the tour. And uh, you, you just, even out of the Renaissance Festival, people will walk into a shop and won't interact with the artist. And uh, so what we want to do is help give permission to interact with the artist about their art. And I think that's the most difficult thing. The thing that, that, uh, that this can, we can help provide that bridge, that idea that you can ask an artist, just as we've been talking this morning about, you know, what, what's your inspiration? Tell us about, tell us about how you create these prints. These are things that I think people want to know, but they don't necessarily feel comfortable asking. And they don't want to seem like it's the wrong question. Right. And, and there are some wrong questions, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with art. <laughs> it's about being invasive. So we're just trying to encourage folks to to be good neighbors and get to know the artists throughout the St. Paul area. And I want to thank the St. Paul Art Crawl for partnering with us, um, letting us be a part of the good work that you're doing. Thank you, Brenda. Oh, we love we love you being oh, well, part we, of it. Oh, we, we, we love all the artists, and we love being part of the opportunity to share in uh, showcasing the art. So go to stpaulartcrawl.org. All the good information's there. You can have free Metro passes on the, 27th, on the 28th and 29th. The art crawl goes from April 27th, 28th, 29th. It is a blast. And if you've never done it, go do it. If you've done it, there's plenty more to see. So I look forward to seeing you there because I will be there. Have a great week and see you at the art fair. I want you to run.